Time now for the Penn State Guys Sports Spectacular with your hosts, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, and Mike Kegley. Glad you stopped in to spend some time with us here on the Sports Spectacular. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley, Daniel Gallen of Lions 24-7 and 24-7 Sports is standing by for the very latest. Also, Jamie Bradford of the Chief Sports Network and Mike DeCourcy, the Basketball Writers Hall of Fame member and analyst on the Big Ten Network and, of course, veteran writer for the Sporting News stops in as well to talk a little Big Ten hoops. Joining us now to talk uh, more about uh, all things Lions. He's back on the show, Daniel Gallon. He's the uh, Penn State beat writer for Lions 24-7 and 24-7 Sports. Daniel, good to see you. Happy 2024. Yeah, thanks for having me back, guys. We I think we've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, we do. Uh, let's well, let's start hoops since uh, it's cold outside and we want to stay warm. Um, you know, Penn State. We talked about uh, the big one over uh, Wisconsin. We've been talking about about what that means for this program to break through with uh, with a new head coach and a new system and a lot of new players. Um, and it really felt good to kind of see them come together and and get that win and see how they can build on that. Definitely, I, I think that we had seen things kind of building in that direction where even though they had the big wins over Ohio State in December and Michigan a little bit earlier in January. Uh, those were games where Penn State had to overcome you know, big double-digit deficits uh, either you know early in the second half or at halftime. And the Wisconsin game was just kind of like they jumped out and it was just sort of a, a sprint to the finish where they just kept the, the pedal to the metal. Uh, Wisconsin really did their best to make it interesting, but Penn State was able to hold them off and, and get that victory. And I think just kind of the the fashion that it happened at a kind of that break net way. I mean, comebacks are nice, but sometimes it's, it's fun to see almost a, a wire to wire type game. You know, there, there's kind of something different to that for a program that's trying to build and, and trying to find some consistency. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, to, to your point that, you know, how is, how was coach Rhodes system different than Micah Shrewsbury's? Um, how much different is it to come in and learn what he's doing compared to what the, the holdovers were doing before? Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely very different. Um, I think that what Mike Rhodes does is is predicated a lot more on the athleticism that you have. Um, it's kind of, you know, put these guys in positions to to make plays. Um, I think with Shrewsbury, I mean, with Shrewsbury, it was super fun to watch him coach a basketball game. It was super fun to watch him run his team. I mean, I, I think that he's a basketball savant. Um, just the way that he was able to make things work for different players. Um, and he, you know, was had he adjusted a lot depending on the situation, depending on the personnel, because um, he did have some kind of shortcomings to deal with with the roster in his two years. But yeah, with Rhodes, I mean, he's he's got the type of guys that he wants for his system. Um, and so you're seeing a lot of havoc creating all these turnovers. You're seeing the press in, in different situations and, and Penn State benefiting from it. Um, I think the one thing that is kind of holding back Mike Rhodes' system right now is that you've got guys getting open three-pointers, but they're not really falling right now. Um, I, I think that that's something that is making things you know pretty tough for Penn State. And, and Mike Rhodes has said that. He said that he thought that they would be a much better shooting team from the outside. Guys like Zach Hicks and Puff Johnson have struggled uh, at different points. Um, and I think that they're guys who are a lot better than what their numbers show right now. Um, but I think overall with what Mike Rhodes is doing, I mean, it runs through those two guards in the backcourt, Ace Baldwin and Kanye Clary. Um, they're kind of the engines. They're, you know, one of them is always on the court. Um, and they're the ones who can kind of create the chaos and orchestrate it from there. Yeah, and Clary had the big game uh, and the, the the win over Wisconsin. We were talking before on the show about the schedule works out very well for the Lions right now. When you talk, look at the Big Ten standings, you know, kind of there's this mishmash of teams kind of four through 10 and there's room to jockey and kind of get into the upper division and the schedule certainly you know plays well for Penn State I mean the loss last week at Ohio State it's on the road tough place to play and 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 the Buckeyes are a good team um but you get Minnesota at home coming up then you're at Rutgers at Indiana a couple of teams that have really struggled um you know the jury is still out on Iowa up next you get them at home and then at Northwestern um so you have a few games here to kind of uh to, to make hay if you will and to establish yourself as um, as one of the, you know, one of the teams that's, um, again, in the upper division in the big 10. Yeah, this is definitely a, a pretty big stretch for the team. I mean, I think that when you look at the schedule and, and kind of how they've gone so far, I mean, they're three and five in the big 10. And I think the one that is really going to haunt them is that loss to Northwestern on January 10th. 
um, you know, they had double digit lead at home um, and, and you lose that. I mean, you can't really afford to drop games at home in the Big Ten because we know how hard it is to win on the road like we just saw at Ohio State. I mean, going to Rutgers next week. I mean, Rutgers, you know, they've had their struggles this year. It's, you know, I like Steve Feichel a lot. But going to the rack or, or Jersey Mike's arena, I mean, that place is just brutal to play at Penn State has a lot of trouble there. Um, you know, Indiana, that's a team that is kind of like also sort of figuring it out, trying to find its feet. But going to Assembly Hall, you know, that's a place where Penn State has gotten the doors blown off a, a few times. So I, I think that the crucial thing when you look at this stretch, I mean, if you have the opportunity to beat Minnesota at home and improve Minnesota, I like what Ben Johnson is doing a lot. Um, but you have them at home. You got to take advantage of that. You get Iowa at home. You got to take advantage of that. Um, I, I think that that's really the the key point to, to where you are right now, because, you know, I mean, Penn State, the losses in the non-conference are really going to hurt them uh, when you look at their their NCAA tournament picture. But if you can get, you know, maybe seven, eight, nine wins in the Big Ten. You go to Minneapolis, you win a couple, you can put yourself in the conversation to be on the bubble. Um, and I think that for Mike Rhodes, a successful first season, um, from my perspective, I don't think he'd say this, but for me, a successful first year is being out of the bottom four in the Big Ten so you don't have to play on Wednesday night in the tournament and just being on the bubble You know, when things you know, get settled in March. No, I totally agree with that. Talking with Daniel Gallon again, Penn State beat writer, Lions 24-7 and 24-7 Sports. Be sure to give him a follow and uh, follow along all the things he's doing. Let's talk a little football right now. Um, and, you know, Penn State in a unique position that um, rarely do you get a, a top 10 team that's replacing uh, all three coordinators. Um, but there's a lot of change right now on James Franklin's staff. Yeah, it, it's been kind of a, a little bit of a chaotic uh, couple of months uh, when, when you look at things and the circumstances are all different too. where you fired Mike Yersich at offensive coordinator. Manny Diaz went back to a head coaching job at Duke at defensive coordinator and then special teams coordinator Stacey Collins. Uh, he went back to the to the western part of the United States to, to go back to Boise State where he'd been before. Uh, he was someone when he came to Penn State two years ago. Um, he had never coached uh, east of the Mississippi. So I think that we kind of thought at some point he'd be headed back west. Um, and so, you know, James Franklin is kind of moving things around. But I think that when you look at his staff, you're bringing in three new coordinators, but you've got guys like Terry Smith, Jaywan Sider, uh, even Phil Troutwine at this point. You know, they've been around for a long time. They know how he does things. He's kind of got his core uh, on his staff. And I think that stability there um, you know, is something that you can really lean on. Yeah, no question about that. You know, we've talked about... Um you know, the, the playoff expanding to <clears throat> to 12 teams here in 2024. And obviously we're all looking forward to that. Um, and I think everyone across the country, I think you would agree that, you know, we watched that Peach Bowl in Penn State and Ole Miss and said, you know, these are the two teams that probably will benefit most from, from because they're very similar in terms of they're the two teams that can't get past the the big two right now. But I think with, with Alabama, the shift with Nick Saban um, going out, we may see Michigan making a coaching change. There is some room now at, at the top for a program that's an elite program like Penn State to take that next step um, into a higher echelon in college football. Yeah, I, I think that Penn State definitely benefits um, from the shift. I mean, I think that you look at their 2023, this was really, really a prime opportunity for them to make a run. You look at the defense that they had, just how historically good it was. Um, you know, the, the least total yards allowed per game, I think, since Alabama in 2011. Um, and we all know how good that defense was. Um, so I think that the the offensive stuff really held them back this year. I, I think that they, yeah, they, they kind of missed out on this last opportunity to get into the 14 playoff and kind of plant their flag in, in this era of college football that's ending. But I think as you go forward, um, you talk about Michigan making a coaching change, Alabama making a coaching change, even Washington coming into the Big Ten. I mean, when you looked at Penn State's schedule in, in 2024, you kind of penciled that in as one of the tougher games on the schedule. Now, with Kalen DeBoer gone and you know, kind of the, the portal stuff, guys leaving for the draft, I mean, that game looks a lot different than it did before. So, I mean, I think Penn State is still in good shape, but it's going to really come down to, you know, I, I think that you talk about being 10 and 2 can still get you in. But I think that if you're Penn State, you're still going to want to go 11 and one, um, you know, really put yourself in the best position and kind of leave no doubt uh, going into this era. 
Yeah, it'd be great to nice to host a first round game against maybe an SEC team. Let them come north for once. Uh, be even better just to take get that first round by and move on to the quarterfinals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this all works. You know how this all comes together. But I, I think that Penn State is is uniquely positioned to to make some hay and uh, you know make some things happen. But it's you know Oregon coming in, Ohio State reloading. Uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Michigan. It's, it's going to be a doozy of a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I mean, it's, it's, listen, it is not, uh, I mean, I'm a lot older than you. So, um, you know, for, it's not my grandfather's big 10. It's not your great grandfather's big 10, probably with the age difference, but, but to your point, it is, um, you know, this is college football, 2024. We're not going back to what it used to be. And I think we need to embrace and, uh, and just enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think, you know, while I, I, I do like the divisions and I think we will one day go back to divisions. If there's more further expansion. Um, I do like the fact that we've kind of had this where we're going to see some different teams play each other. Um, and in Penn state's case, you're not playing, um, you know, Michigan state, Ohio state and Maryland every single year. There's gonna be some change there. Yeah. I, I really like the variety that's going to come with the schedule. I think you're going to cycle through teams a lot more. I, I do like what the big 10 did with that. Um, you know, just from a, even when I think about what the fan wants to see that type of thing, I think that it'll be cool to see, you know, different teams come in to kind of see all of these teams. I mean, I think you're going to get all the West coast teams uh, cycling through within the first couple of years. So it, it's going to be exciting. I mean, who knows what this will look like in five years, but at least for 2024, uh, it, it sets up kind of nicely. Yeah. And we all can make some, uh, we're all planning our trips to the West coast here this fall. Uh, Daniel Gallon. Hey, as always, we appreciate your time. Uh, great work as always. And we'll talk with you soon. Appreciate you guys having me back. All right. Thanks so much, Daniel Gallon. Once again, he's the Penn state beat writer for Lions 24 seven and 24 seven sports.com. Be sure that you check out uh, his great work as uh, he keeps us up to date. What's happening with the Nittany Lions. Stay with us. This is the sports spectacular. We're back with more after this. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans, and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-373-8414. 800-373-8414. That's 800-373-8414. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-456-5371. 800-456-5371. 800-456-5371. That's 800-456-5371. We mentioned uh, earlier in the show, a uh, really big announcement that something happened here a, a few months ago. And uh, after the holidays, we got a chance to kind of spend some time talking about it. Um, this show is now on the Chief Sports app, um, just a fantastic app, free download. And you can find your favorite sports teams on there, um, our show included. Hey, Jamie Bradford is uh, one of the brains behind this. Um, I'm going to brag him just a little bit. Uh, he's not only the host of Inside the Gamecocks, uh, but also he's co-owner of Cheat Sports. 
Good to have him here with us, Jeb, the Chief Sports Network, Chief Sports app. Uh, Jamie, first off, congratulations. Earlier this week, the big win in Columbia over UK. Uh, what a job Lamont Paris is doing. That's pretty cool. Um, we'll give you a moment. You, I know you want to talk about that. That's pretty <laughs> That's pretty awesome. You got you to gotta, gotta spend a few seconds bragging about your Gamecocks. It was, a, it was a good night for South Carolina, no doubt about it. And um, And we've got a couple of days where we'll be able to you know, look, look through this thing. And I think we, we might actually talk to coach Paris tomorrow, uh, on Thursday on, on our show. And we're going to speak with, with Pat Bradley from the sec network today and all those type. It's a big, it's a big deal for Gamecock basketball. Uh, they're, they're on the national scene. Now they, they felt like they deserve to be there to this point. They, they've had a, a great run so far and, uh, you know, early on in the year, but they they were missing the signature win, and I was talking to Mike Morgan about this just a couple of days ago. I said, you know, what does it mean to, to have a signature win versus to have a nice resume? You don't have to have a signature win, but but it's good to have one. Well, they got it last night. There's no doubt, and they didn't sneak up on Kentucky. You know, they they just flat out beat them, and it was a, it was a great night for the Gamecocks. And um, but you know, they've played six games. Yeah, they. You, you got to you play a bunch of games in the SEC, so um, they, they've got twelve more to go, and hopefully they can keep going. Yeah, Lamont Paris doing a great job uh, down there. We saw what he did at yeah, Chattanooga and uh, doing the same thing in Columbia. Um, well, listen, uh, Chief, the Chief Sports Network, the Chief Sports app. Tell us a little bit more about that um, and kind of how this came to be. Yeah, so you know we're we're kind of a band of misfits, is what we call ourselves. Um, you know, I, we feel like we've we've got some talent. Um, you know, I've known Mike Morgan for a long time. He, he was uh, Mike is one of my partners. J.C. Sherbert, owner of the Bigspur dot com, who was uh, one of the guys that that helped Shannon Terry uh, get get things going with with rivals years ago, and and help get things going with twenty four seven sports and. Um, and so, you know, JC had his time in radio for a long time and, and some folks thought that, you know, they wanted to make some changes and, and which was fine. So he went a separate direction. Uh, Mike used to be the voice of Gamecock basketball and baseball. And, uh, and then that ended in 2009. And of course, Mike is on the national scene now calling games on ESPN and the SEC network and the NFL with Westwood one and, and all kinds of things. And, uh, and I've been in radio for a long time. And, and a few years ago, um, my time came to an end there, you know, unfortunately, and, and that's the business, you know, things happen. They, they make all these crazy decisions, regardless of talent and all that stuff. So, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I kind of had this idea, well, why can't we build a digital app and, um, and build a digital network to where people can, can all, you know, you're always in our market. You don't have to be in this location or that location to turn the dial, the dial on to get what you want. And so, you know, we kind of started brainstorming how we could do some things and, uh, and it's a, it's a twofold operation. We're, we're trying to build, you know, an in-state network where it gives you all day sports, uh, you know, stuff from in the morning until at night, um, that is live on the air. And then uh, we also wanted to branch out and get quality programming from across the country that is live and pre-recorded, and be able to dive into other networks, but all in one button in one device. And that device is your device, you know, whether it's a phone or a tablet or whatever it is. So we've been working hard on it. Um, the growth has been, I think, even faster than we than we thought it would be. We, we wanted to kind of take our time and make sure we're getting in and doing the right things and stuff like that. But we've had a lot of interest and, um, and our personal programming has gone from four to 5,000 people a day, uh, to our numbers at the end of December or over 30,000 a day. So, um, we, we've just, um, we, we've, we feel like we've done a nice job, but you know, we got to keep going and we got good people involved and we're excited about it. Yeah, it is once again it is the Chief Sports app. It's a free download. It's really easy, and man, there are some great programming. If you scroll through there, uh, there's a good chance again. I mean, well, you know, we're on there, so uh, we know already listening <laughs> to this that it's one of your favorite teams. But it's a great way as well to catch up with some other teams. Um, some great SEC stuff on there, South Carolina Gamecocks, and uh, so many others. Hey, listen, we are catching Jamie in between some of his shows. We're going to let him go, but Jamie, we appreciate your time uh, spending a few minutes with us, and definitely let's uh, take some time to come back again later and uh, talk a little more as we get uh, NCAA tournament. It'll be fun to talk to you about that as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, you know, before before I go, I want to make sure as long as, as long as I've got a minute, you know, yeah. I, I want to make sure that I thank y'all because you know you you do a, a tremendous job, and we're. We're honored to to be working with you and getting to know you and and um, and all of your your listeners and the folks in your audience. 
I hope that they understand that we see it from from South Carolina. Mike's in in Atlanta. Actually, JC's believe it or not up in Chicago. I'm down here in South Carolina, but um, we see it from our seat. What y'all do? Y'all do a tremendous job, and uh, we certainly would not have you know wanted to to talk about doing things with you if we didn't think that y'all are really good at what you do, Appreciate and um and we're re- really excited to grow with you in the years to come and. And if we can ever do anything to help, you you know, just to give us a call, even if I tell you I'm going to be there and then five minutes later, I'm not there <laughs> like today, uh, I will answer. I promise you, uh, because uh, sometimes things get crazy. But I, I want to make sure I said that, you know, we I obviously check in and see what's going sure. on in our own app sure. um, and um, and get a chance to listen to you all. And you do a phenomenal job. And, and we're really happy to have the opportunity to be partners. Well, and uh, and likewise, we're excited about it. Um, we want to make sure we spend some time and let everyone know, again, what you're doing, um, because as we grow, you grow and vice versa. And uh, so we're excited about 2024 and continue to grow together. And yeah. uh, likewise, we love what you guys do and want to make sure we're with uh, quality people. And we know you and I've known Mike for a long time. Obviously, he's been on the show before. So uh, we appreciate that. Hey, Larry, listen, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much, man. Listen, have a great show. I don't want to keep you, uh, but again, we appreciate it again. Uh, Jamie Bradford, once again, the Chief Sports app. Be sure to go download it right now. You um, will not be disappointed. Jamie, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, Larry. Thank you. All right, take care. Much more to come after this. Stay here with us. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-425-1161. 800-425-1161. That's 800-425-1161. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-218-4958. 800-218-4958. That's 800-218-4958. You're listening to the Penn State Guys Radio Network. Joining us now to uh, talk more about this is our friend. Happy New Year to the Hall of Famer, the Sporting News, uh, Big Ten Network, of course, BTN. Mike DeCorsi is back on the show. Mike, it's great to see you. How are you? I'm doing very well. Larry, are we beyond? You know, since since your name is Larry, are we beyond the Larry David uh, grace period for saying Happy New Year? Are we are we are we still inside that? Are we OK? You know, for me, I kind of, I kind of go kind of the first month if I haven't. <laughs> I mean, you know, you and I have we text and email and that kind of thing. So I, I, you know, uh, but this is probably the last week I'll do that because <laughs> next week we're in February and then I won't, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> a great reference though. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I was talking a few minutes ago uh, about the the demise of Sports Illustrated. You, you guys have been uh, had done such a great job with sporting news. How do you? How do you guys handle, uh, you know, staying um, active and and keeping up in in this new um, this new marketplace? Well, I think one of the things that's happened, uh, we did this ten years ago, two thousand twelve. So it's now a dozen years ago. Uh, we got out of print um, because it was costing us money. I remember I'm 
I, I don't think I'm telling tales that I'm not allowed to tell now. It's been a dozen years. But I remember somebody saying that a minute we that we printed the magazine and shipped it out, we we, we were already in the hole the, because that was and we, we, we've had two owners since then. So I think it's OK. Say that. Uh, but that was why it made no sense to continue with print. And and so that I think that helped us. We immediately uh, embraced uh, online. Uh, we have been a free site. I know there are others out there. I, I get frustrated on Twitter. Hey, that's a story I want to read. Bang, firewall. Um, never happens with the sporting news. You you want to read it? You can read it. Yeah. And so that's helped a lot. Uh, we I think I think the fact that we embrace digital and that we have gone we have, one of the things about being in the digital business is you have to zig and zag a lot. To, this is what's working now. This is what because algorithms change and and advertiser interests change or advertiser uh, concerns change. And so you have to be able to do that. And and we've been able to manage to do it uh, through uh, in, in the digital only sphere for the last dozen years. And I'm hopeful that it's many more dozens beyond that. Yeah, the stuff you guys do as always is is top notch, and and it's it's funny that you're exactly right. Uh, you know, we moved last year out of the home we were been in. We've been in for 19 years, and I had stacks and stacks in my attic of of old sporting news, uh, you know, uh, magazines from from you know back in the 90s, and that was the bible. I mean, you know, you're exactly right. Back before the internet, because I mean, you you guys had so much information that you could only find in the sporting news, right? And you're right with the internet. Um, you know, those were, I would go back. That was my, the sporting news was my Bible, my encyclopedia. I would go back and you know what? I think there was an article in May that was written and I would go back to that, but you're right with the digital world. Things have changed and, um, your site is just great. So by the way, again, the sporting news, TSN, go to it. Um, you know, let's talk a little hoops. Obviously it's why you have you on. Um, let's start with the big 10, um, Purdue obviously is Purdue. No surprises there. Um, Wisconsin and Illinois, though, uh, right now are really keeping pace. And this looks like it's you know, possibly sizing up to be kind of a three-team race down the stretch. I'm not sure anybody else is going to kind of come in and, and challenge those three. Well, I, I don't think so either. I, we were asked that question on Big Ten Basketball and Beyond on Sunday. Rick Pizzo posed that to both myself and Rafael Davis. And, and my answer was, if anybody could, Michigan State could, but they're have they're going to have to make up three games on the current leader Wisconsin, and two games on the the favorite Purdue. That's really hard in the Big Ten. It it it, it you'd almost have to run it uh, from here on out. Come pretty close to that. I don't think Purdue's going to lose five games. So I, I think that pretty much Michigan State would have to run the table from here in order to have a chance to win the title. So uh, it, it's hard. And that you, you did, the three you mentioned aren't in that position. They have fewer defeats. And so they're all in that title picture. But I, I, I still think it's, it's a really interesting race. And uh, Wisconsin, their early lead, they, they've only given up a game of that. Uh, they, they, they've played really well. They're going to play Michigan state later this week at home. I think that's a really fascinating game for both sides. Wisconsin's uh, pursuing the title, Michigan state trying to, to, to get an NCAA tournament bid. Uh, it, it, it just fascinates me that when you look at Michigan state's resume, it says 10, 11, 12 seed. And then you look at their metrics and it says three or four seed and, <laughs> It's like wow, like there's such a disparity. But if if Michigan State starts to play to those metrics, then all of a sudden they're right in the heart of the field, and a lot of people would would be leery of playing them in March because of their history. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's just it's what Tom Izzo always does, right? They always have those games in December where you say just geez, this is the year, and then you look up and they're playing on Saturday in the Big Ten semifinals uh, over on CBS because you know they just they always peak in March. It's just what his, his teams do. Um, you know, one of the teams, Illinois, a big shift last week when they got their leading scorer, Terrence Shannon back um, after a six game suspension, how does he change this team? And what is their ceiling? They played very well without him. What is this team's ceiling with him in the lineup? Now that they've kind of learned how to play and how to score without him being part of the mix. Yeah. I think the ceiling is the final four. I don't know that they're a championship team. 
But I think they could get there. I think they could be in Phoenix. I'm not saying that they will. I'm saying that that's that they could get there with Terrence. I think one of the things that you noticed when he was out, it's always been a team this year that although they share the ball, they are they are not a point guard driven team. They are. If you look at uh, the stats, if you if you subscribe to Ken Pomeroy's site, KenPom.com, it's only like 20 bucks a year. Uh, it's great. Has great information on it they are oh they are more than 300 the last time i looked it was like 302 in assist to, in what what we what we call assist rate which is how many of your baskets are the result of assists what percentage and they are over 300 and why is that well it's not like i said it's not that they've ever been a selfish team or a non-share the ball team but they are a get your own team not not get your own but you go make things happen Marcus Damask is fabulous at it. Terrence is even better than that. Uh, and what so that brings you another creator. Again, a lot of those are going to be for himself. He's going to dump the ball off if it's prudent. He's going to throw it over the top if it's prudent. Uh, but when he gets deep, it's mostly going to be about getting the ball to the rim, getting fouled, uh, or stopping and popping. One of those three. Those are the first three options. And then the fourth might be if everybody dives at him. Then he kicks it out. Uh, so you're, that's that. That's the first thing he gives you. The second thing he gives you is he is a better three point shooter than Marcus is, for instance. And Marcus became the dominant scorer. And Marcus was terrific, and he had some great games. But he's not a, an elite three point shooter. He's not an exceptional three point shooter. It's the stats are what they are, and he can hurt you in a lot of ways. But that's not one of them where he might make a big shot but he's not going to shoot 40%. So Terrence brings you another asset in the three-point game, and it's hard to win in the biggest games without being successful from three-point range. And so that that's another thing he gives you. And then defensively, which surprised me, honestly. I, I wasn't aware of this until we did our shows on Sunday, but we we showed the disparity defensively between Illinois with Terrence and Illinois without. And they, the numbers were significant. Now, some of that, I believe, is this is all Big Ten without, and this is some really good opponents and some not so really good opponents. So some of that is that. But the numbers were pretty stark, and and I, I think there has to be some validity to the fact that he makes you better defensively. After all, he came from Texas Tech uh, when – you you didn't get on the floor if you couldn't guard, uh, and so I think that with his big body and his length and his strength and his size, uh, that he gives you another uh, wing defender option uh, that makes you better in that position. I wasn't going to uh, mention it, but since you mentioned defense, the week that Coleman Hawkins had last week, the six deals against Michigan, and then five more against Rutgers in the game you guys had on on Sunday. Um, you know, for a six ten guy, he was out defending guards at, at some point. Um, he's really matured this year as a senior. It's always been a knock that, you know, where's his head and he's complaining about, you know, do refs and fouls and things like that. But it seems like when he settles in and he's just having fun, he's a really good player and he's fun to watch. He is, and especially like you mentioned, the 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 ability he gives you on defense. He can he can switch on to a guard and the best guys might get by him like a Jameer Young or a Boo or somebody like that might get by him. But in most in most occasions when he switches on to a guard, he's not at a significant disadvantage and he can stay in that matchup. And that allows you if you if you get into a position especially late in games to switch everything time. When you don't want anybody getting an open shot, he's really valuable there. I'd still like to see him be a little bit more selective with his shots. That that's the next step for Coleman. If Coleman takes only high quality shots or takes only bad shots in late clock situations, if he restricts his 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 uh, his uh, middling shot selection to late clock when you have to, he becomes a much much better player. He becomes a really hard player to deal with in the Big Ten. And so that's the next step. And when, maybe that's what Terrence brings as well. He doesn't feel as much responsibility for offense if Terrence is out there. Wasn't the case on Sunday. He still took some rough ones in that one. But maybe as Terrence gets back and everybody, because you're, you you look at some of the options that you have, uh, Harmon and Damask and, and, uh, 
and Terrence. And so like, you don't have to be like uh, the ball cycles around and you're, and you're left open, go for it, but don't be taking guarded threes, two passes into the offense. You don't have to, you've got four other guys out there that can score. Yeah, great point. We're talking with Mike DeCourcy, again, of Big Ten Network and the Sporting News. He's a basketball writer, Hall of Famer, and we're thrilled always to have him on the show. Um, in the SEC, I want to definitely talk about the race right there. Kentucky this week back up to number six. Tennessee has been at solid number five, it feels like, since the season began. Um, what a what an exciting big two with these two programs. And, and something else, too, I look at this Tennessee program – you and I respect him. I don't know that overall Rick Barnes gets the respect that he's de- that he's deserved as a really good coach who has won and, and won big everywhere he's gone. The one Final Four, maybe that's the, the the thing I guess that hurts him. I guess, but it's too bad because um, Tennessee is as good a team as anybody, um, and has to be on a short list of a team that could win it all uh, coming up in April. Yeah, the the difference with this Tennessee team to Rick's previous teams, with the exception of maybe 2019 with Grant Williams, is how good they are on offense. They've been great defensively, uniformly, for about the last six or seven years. I mean, really hard to play against. But then, in, you know, it, you, you could you know put it in quotes, really hard to watch because everybody that plays against them can't score and they can't score. Right. And so it, it, that's, that's what stopped them in March. It, it, in a lot of ca- in a lot of cases early in 2022 they got knocked out in the second round by Michigan uh when they were a high, when they were a really high seed i think they were a 3 and the, and the uh the Wolverines uh, were uh, i think an 11 and they knocked them out um it, it, last year sweet 16 get knocked out by Florida Atlantic uh, again struggling on offense this team is really exceptional offensively uh, Dalton Connect the uh, transfer that they brought in I think he's had, I think he had two 30 point games last week, something like that. He's made a huge difference. Uh, Jonas Adu is, it has become really hard to guard in space because connect is spacing you out. And he's very, he's very uh, nimble and dynamic for a six eleven guy. Uh Zakai Ziegler is a terrific point guard. So this is a really dangerous team. And again, they, they've done all that offensively without really sacrificing their identity on D. Uh, I, I, I love the uh, the Kentucky Tennessee dynamic this year in this season because they're different, but they're both terrific to watch. But I wonder if Auburn spoils it to an extent because I don't think Auburn's schedule in the league is as hard as those two yeah. schedules are. Auburn only gets each of those te- teams once. Uh, mm. They get UK at home and Tennessee on the road, and I believe you. you I believe UK and UT play each other twice. So right away. Uh, they've got uh, a more difficult schedule. So Auburn could steal it. Auburn, I, like they're dominating people. Yeah. Uh, they are just crushing people. But they're not dominating anybody any good. Right. They, when, they, when, they, when they get a decent team, it's at home. And yeah. It's like they've, I, I, they've played two teams that are in my field uh, for, that I do for foxsports.com. Um, two teams they've played, and they're one and one. So I don't know how good they are. Yeah, and we'll find out, I guess, once they do play those other teams. They do play those two teams, but only once each. Yeah, better litmus test. Um, Before I let you go, I do want to ask you a little bit about Kentucky. Um, I think this is John Calipari's best Kentucky team he's had um, probably in this decade uh, since COVID. Um, And I think a big part of that is the play of Reed Shepard. When he goes out of the game, the lead is going to shrink. Um, I was at the game, uh, the UNC-Wilmington game, when they lost – um, you know, he didn't get going offensively till late and it was just an uphill battle from there. The game against Georgia, they had a double digit lead. Z makes the big behind the back pass. Uh, the places rep was going nuts. Z goes out. The lead is cut down to five. Um, it's, it's, it's funny for all the Ballyhooed freshmen that John Kelly pr- brings into this program and they deserve the hype. I'm not saying that at all. It is Reed Shepard who did not get all that attention. I think he really is the key to this team. Oh, he's terrific uh, at both ends of the floor. Uh, offensively, shooting over 50 from three. Yeah. Uh, defensively, I call him a savant uh, because he has, you know, it's interesting because, you know, his mother and father both played for UK. His mother is the UK women's program's all-time steals leader. And his father was the most outstanding player at the 1998 Final Four when Kentucky won a championship. And I think I think there's more of her in Reed's game than there is Jeff 
uh, because of that ability to to steal the ball, to read the, uh, the the offense and take it from them, and know how to to get them at odd angles, and and he's he's really outstanding there. You know, a lot of people have spent a lot of time and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, data on on the internet trying to figure out why UK had slacked off or fallen off the last few years, not you know, not adopting their coaching and this and that, and who's on the staff and who's left. And the simple fact is. They weren't getting as good of players. Duke had made inroads after the 2014 class, the class that won the championship in 2015. And instead of UK getting all the top guys, now it was a battle. And UK was losing too many of those battles. Uh, and and they and they wound up with rosters that were, in some cases, tw- uh, deficient. Uh, 2021, obviously, would be the most obvious example of that. In some cases, just, you know, not quite there. Uh, and they tried to embrace the whole get all last year and 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 it didn't totally work. They got to the tournament, they won a game, but they couldn't get past Kansas State. I, I think that that this is a year that they're better because they won those battles. They've yeah. got more good freshmen than Duke does. Yeah. They've got more to, good freshmen than anybody does. Yeah. And so they're they're more they're more difficult to play against. They're super dynamic offensively. Now defensively. Uh, they've got a lot of growth to do, Larry. The only thing comparable that I could could give you with where they stand now would be Duke 2015, because right around this time in 2015, and maybe and even later than this, you look at Duke in the Ken Palm defensive rankings, and they were in the 70s. And you were, and I would look at that and I'd say, you can't win from there. You can't win it all from there. In 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 Ken's time now. I haven't checked his earlier years because he has now added previous years. He's gone back to 99. So I only checked the 2002, which was his previous. I think he spent the summer adding those other years. So <laughs> as of 2002 to today, if you were not in top, tw- top 20 defense, you couldn't win it. The only exception to that was Baylor, the COVID year 2021, when you know absences, this and that. Baylor was so good defensively that year. They they broke Gonzaga's offense in four minutes in the championship game. It was yeah. gone. Yeah. And they, they were that good defensively. And yet they were like 23rd in Ken Palm because they had breaks and absences and this and that. So it wasn't legit. Yeah. But every other year, you had to be top 20. So Kentucky's got a lot of improving. But Duke did that improving. They made some changes to their approach, some changes to their lineup. By the time they got to winning the championship, they were like ninth or something. Yeah. So you can do it, but they've got to make that progress. They're not winning at all at 75th. And it's not about how many points they give up necessarily. If they win 105 to 90, okay, they gave up 90 points. They won by 15. It's more about shooting percentage, points per possession. They're not good in those uh, those uh, elements either. But adding uh, Zonabor Ivisic, adding him, excuse me, Zonam. Zonami, I'm, I'm learning this. Zonami I do the same thing. And Ivisage. Ivisage, Big yeah. G, we call them to make it easy. Uh, <laughs> and, and adding uh, Agana and Yenso a couple of weeks ago, they've got 15 fouls now and three guys that can throw your shot back. So all their defenders on the perimeter have to do is be a little bit more effective at keeping the ball out of the lane and or when they when they do let it go down the lane, funnel it to the shot blocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are things that they can learn over the next month or so. Yeah, completely agree. Mike, you and I could talk for hours, as you know, but we'll let you go from here. We always appreciate your time and hope to catch up with you uh, maybe next month before the tournament begins. Larry, let me say one more thing. I I, I don't want to come off uh, from what we were talking about at the beginning um, as like doing a touchdown dance. I want someone to, to come in and uh, and save SI. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I, I I want that. And I still believe, you know, I know everybody's gotten that notice. I still believe that that, that has to be uh part, part of the next step. I still believe that has to be a possibility. And I'm hopeful of that. I, I don't want anybody. I do believe in our product and I want our product to, to succeed. And I do believe in our uh, absence of paywall and all that. Um, but I I want to make it I want to make it clear that I really I, I have a lot of friends that work at SI and I want them to succeed and I want them to to survive very much and uh, so I'm hopeful that somebody comes in 
and sees what the p- possibility there is there with a brand like SI and with the talent they've assembled. Yeah, no, that's very fair. And uh, and I appreciate you saying that. Um, it reminds me a lot of when CNSI went away. Uh, I remember that summer at the NBA Finals having some conversations with um, some execs at ESPN. And they were saying, you know, we we hate that, that that you guys are now just you're just doing things for all the networks. But the 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 CNSI network went away. They said, we now wake up every day and say, wait a minute, who are we going to compare ourselves against? Like, you know, we you know, competition is good. And, and so I appreciate that. And that's a point well taken. And I'm glad you got that in. So appreciate it so much, Mike. Great to talk with you as always. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll see you uh, this Sunday on BTN and we'll talk to you soon. You bet Larry. Thank you. All right. Mike, of course, he once again, he's the basketball hall of famer, the sporting news, uh, big to network. And again, make sure you check out foxsports.com for his picks right there. Bracketology. It is that time of year and see uh, how your favorite team is doing. We've got more to come after this. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it you get your money back but you're gonna love it and you're gonna love the price internet for your home for 50 bucks a month that's less than two bucks a day plus no contracts no upfront costs no equipment fees and our 15-day guarantee call now 800-215-0341 800-215-0341 that's 800-215-0341 well in case you are wondering we have not forgotten about a change uh, at the top of the uh, college basketball greatness out is mike krzyzewski in is tara vanderveer as uh the veteran uh, legendary stanford coach uh, replacing coach k as the winningest uh, college basketball coach of all time, male or female, uh, well-deserved, a career that has uh, spanned uh, in Palo Alto more than four decades, and she passes Kay last weekend. Uh, good for her. This is awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, you know, she's won, you know, whatever it is, you know, X number, thousand, whatever it is, games. But um, what I, I think is impressive is she's, you know, a lot of times they tell you that when you pass these things, that means you're old, right? I mean, that's a... You know, it, I think that means you are old, but her winning percentage is like 83%. So, I mean, she's winning, like, she's not only old, she's been successful yeah. and old. And it's really impressive what she's done. Passing coach, hey, word is that, you know, he was, you know, I know he gave him a statement, but word is he was actually, um, you know, crying in fetal position with a sore back <laughs> um, here. Um, who knows? Maybe that's not true, but that's what I would expect. Yeah, hostage video, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but you know, uh, you know what a what a great uh, feat because she's she has been at an excellent level over a lot of years, and so you have both the 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 long term uh, accomplishment and that it, that your system works over time and that it stays at a consistently high level. So. So excellent for her, and obviously Stanford is a is a wonderful university. So, uh, all in all, a massive win for uh, women's basketball. Yeah, just fantastic. Hey, how about her? The spread between her titles, ninety one, ninety two, and then twenty twenty one. I mean, she went through. I mean, such a long stretch to to not win. She won two early and then didn't win um, for almost thirty years before she won again. Now she's in the final four multiple times, but. You know, part of the reason, you know, she's got people like she might have one more if it wasn't for Gino. Right. I mean, you know, she's right. Gino and, you know, now now Don Staley, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, really impressive. At Summit. Yeah. At Summit. Yeah, exactly. Three national titles, 14 final fours. Um, twelve hundred three wins is what she had uh, as of this weekend as she passes Shashevsky. And I love that, that her her daily routine is she plays bridge against her 96 year old mother. Like, I mean, how, that's that's how she prepares for games. I mean, how cool is that? And hopefully 
We hope she never retires. Uh, congratulations, uh, Coach Vanderveer. Hey, let's get now to this weekend's the two big games. Uh, we're now in the final four of football. Let's start with the NFC Championship game. Um, who do you like, Lions and Niners in, uh, out in the Bay? I, I I do like San Francisco. I think that they're going to be able to put enough pressure on, on Jared Goff. But Detroit almost seems like a team of destiny here. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I'm picking the Niners. But, man, it, it would not upset me or shock me to see Detroit make the Super Bowl. And, boy, what a great story that would be. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the Niners as well. But I will say that that if I was a Packer fan, I would be very frustrated because they literally had about, seemed like eight times they could have won that football game. And, and you know, Jordan Love had what I call a Dak-esque performance. He, he played well, but during, you know, with key moments just didn't go the way you wanted them to. Um, so I think they I think can't the, feel too bad. They could be Bills fans, Mike. I, I agree. I agree. You know, <laughs> it's got to be tough there. So, but I would definitely say the Niners on this one, but like you, I would love to see the, the Lions break that streak. What is it? 57 or whenever it was that yeah. they last went to the title game. Back yeah. when you were like a, you know, just a teenager. Yeah. I wasn't even a gleam in my father's eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go with the Lions in this one. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the Niners showed they were vulnerable last week. I think Detroit's a team of destiny. Like you said, um, they're clicking right now. And um, boy, I'd say it was a lifelong Bear fan. That hurts me to say. But I'm going to take a deep <laughs> breath, hold my nose and say Lions to the Super Bowl. All right. AFC, we've got uh, Chiefs and Ravens in Baltimore. Yeah, it's an interesting game. I, the Chiefs are the the they are the team, right? I mean, they're the standard by which everybody else is kind of judged right now consistently in the Super Bowl, consistently making the AFC championship game, et cetera. Um, I, I think Baltimore, this is the the little I don't I wouldn't say it's a changing of the guard. I just think Lamar Jackson is really good and he's healthy in the playoffs for the first time. And uh the, I think they have the defense that can slow down Kansas City. And I think that Lamar Jackson will make enough plays to to win this game. I, I like Baltimore in this one. But again, betting against Patrick Mahomes has not been a successful bet very often in the playoffs. Yeah, I I, I really love that Ravens team. I think it'll be interesting to see two brothers. One wins the Super Bowl, the other wins the uh college football national title. Here's the thing is is I think the the Ravens are the better team, but but Patrick Mahomes is a lot like Captain America. Captain America isn't the most powerful superhero but he's the guy who always leads his side to victory. And I just, I, I'm going to pick the Ravens, but I'm not very comfortable that Patrick Mahomes won't figure out a way to carry that chiefs team on his back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. They find a way. Uh, maybe uh, Taylor will urge him to victory uh, on Sunday. I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one as well. Hey, we're uh, out of time. So much fun. Great. You guys were along. We appreciate all the guests that stopped by, man. And there were a lot of them this week. Uh, hope you enjoy the games and enjoy the weekend. And we'll do it again. Same time, same place right here next week. We'll see you. The preceding program is a product of rise above productions and revision sound. Join us next week for the latest edition of Penn State Guys Sports Spectacular.